1: Call on MRN.com is presented by Money Lion, the world's most powerful financial membership. Money Lion, here we roar. And also brought to you by Hercules Tires, ride on our strength.
0: Hello. Happy Hump Day. I'm your host, Dion Rocco Williams, and this is MRN Crew Call presented by Money Lion. Thank you for joining us today. We have a unique setup today. We are over 10 shows in. And to honor that, we are going to highlight some of our best shows that we have had thus far, as well as highlight some of our great guests and great conversations that we've had. We had a rain-delayed weekend. We had a very interesting weekend as far as all series are concerned. The trucks, Johnny Sauter took home a victory. Christopher Bale took home not only a victory, but 100,000 racks as well. So um, I need to hit him up and definitely see where he's shopping at this weekend. As well as Martin Truex Jr. took the victory on the Monday in the number 19 car, which was very exciting for the simple fact that he won his last race there on a Monday as well. So um, that was interesting. It was great to see that crew do do so well. and. Um, Just to shout those guys out, you know, you had Odell, Clay Robinson, Lee Cunningham, Eric Groen, and Kenneth Purcell. You know, those guys, congratulations for your victory on Monday at Dover in the Monster Mile. Not to mention that they received a gold Miles Monster trophy. I was a little jealous about that. You know, I don't have a gold one. I have a a few regular, uh, what is that, granite hue uh, miles, but i don't have a gold mile, so i'm a little bit jelly over that, and at the same time i do want to I do want to um take some time to share with you the fact that I was able to visit my alma mater this past week, and it's been well documented um Um, my tour with the Drive for Diversity Pit Crew Development Program, we have been traveling all across the nation looking for athletes and exposing athletes to the gospel that is NASCAR, as well as showing them and enlightening them to the opportunities to be a professional athlete in this sport. So being able to attend Wake Forest University was um, a magnificent achievement, as well as able to go back and uh, pay it forward, as to say, to find athletes and expose additional athletes to the sport of NASCAR was um, very exciting and thrilling, and I have a little short clip displaying that as well. So excited to be able to host a combine at my alma mater, Wake Forest University. It was very successful. We had two athletes that we were very impressed with. I'm hoping Coach um, saw what I saw in both of the athletes, and they end up getting an invite to the National Combine May 24th in Charlotte. This concludes our Wake Forest experience. Like I said, I feel like this combine was very successful. I feel like Coach was happy with the participants that he viewed. I also feel like he has a new understanding to the beauties and the wonders of Wake Forest University. Oh, was that wrong that? Yes. I
1: was at Notre Dame. Coach.
0: No, we were not at Notre Dame. In- it never ends with Coach on our travels. Like I said, we've been traveling across the nation to many a university, and, of course, he's not going to let me know that my university was the nicest, being that he has attended several prestigious universities across the country. So I feel that an, a good impression was made, but, he, of course, he's not going to allow me to know that. But um very excited to have that combine, and those two athletes that were featured at Wake Forest University, they do have options as well, and they— professional sports in the Canadian Football League, um, possibly as a free agent in the NFL draft. And um, as we tell all of the recruits and the athletes that we come across, you know, pursue those dreams. That is why you went to school to play those stick and ball sports and receive those full scholarships. At the same time, just keep in mind that there are other options out there besides the stick and ball sports. And that's what we try to provide to them at NASCAR uh, Pit Crew Development. Drive for diversity, pick crew development. So, anyways, that was our our, our spiel at Wake Forest University. We are excited that the traveling is done, and we are gearing up and ramping to pick two or three, uh, maybe just one individual from each of those schools that we have traveled to, and we are going to fly them out here to Charlotte, and they will compete May twenty fourth in the National Drive for Diversity, Pick Crew Development Combine, Pick Crew Combine here right at Concord in the NASCAR R&D Center. So those guys are gearing up for that. Coach Horton is excited about that. At the same time, we have a lot to talk about on our own end. We're going to recap, like I um, told you earlier, we're going to recap some of our best shows, some of our best guests. We're going to get into our financial crew chief. We're going to get into our Goddard School getting school, and all that above. So make sure you come back. See you soon.
2: What's up? Vaughn Gittin Jr. here. How would you like the keys to a 700-horsepower, custom-built Ford Mustang RTR designed by none other than NASCAR champ Joey Logano, the RTR design team, and me? It's one of three Mustangs you could win in the Money Lion. Here we roar sweepstakes. How do you enter? Just text ROAR to 95615 or visit roarsweepstakes.moneylion.com. No purchase necessary. Instant 2019 Must be 18 or older. For official sweepstakes rules, visit roarsweepstakes.moneylion.com.
3: At the Goddard School, teachers customize lessons so children can explore their interests, have fun, and learn the skills they need for success in school and beyond. From infant sign language to pre-K students tackling STEAM learning, our Flex Learning Program, or Fun Learning Experience, is grounded in research that shows the most genuine learning occurs when children are having fun. Our teachers leverage this through lessons inspired by children's imaginations. To enroll, visit GoddardSchool.com. The Goddard School, learning for fun, learning for life
2: before you know it we'll be crowning the 2019 monster energy nascar cup champion in miami you need to be there to witness ford championship weekend november 15th through the 17th at homestead miami speedway three days three races three nascar champions what a year for joey legato and he caps it off with a win at homestead miami speedway pick out the best seats in the house for the pinnacle race of the 2019 nascar season in south florida call 866-409-7223 that's 866-409-RACE
0: And we're back. MRN Crew Call presented by Money Lion. I'm Rocco Williams. And like I said, the rain, this was a very long weekend. The rain caused us to race on Monday in Dover, Delaware. And with that being said, when you are expected to race on Sunday and that does not happen, you might have some inkling of an idea that it might not go down. But at the same time, you have to be prepared in case that race does go off. But in this case, it did not It was rescheduled to Monday. I had um, a conversation with a former guest of ours, Chad Average, and I reached out to him to get his thoughts on how racing on Monday affects his strategy
3: and his mindset. It really doesn't have any effect. It's just your mindset changes. So you realize what you've done Sunday and then what you're going to have to do that Monday. Um, You tend to have a little less time to glue lug nuts, prep tires, and stuff like that when it comes to a rain delay so your mind kind of just changes to getting a good night's sleep, uh, focusing on getting the racetrack early, um, as early as they'll allow you to, and getting all your tires prepped and glued up so you know that the glue is ready and set by the time the race comes. And I agree with everything Chad said. When you're racing
0: on Sunday and you see that there might be some weather in the area, you have to still prepare as if that race is going to go off. You have to get your mind ready to perform at a high level, and you are hyped. And it is a big letdown when the decision is made that you will not race that day. So, therefore, it is a ro- uh, emotional roller coaster, a lot of ups and downs to the point where you have, to, you have to build yourself back up on that next day, on that Monday morning. Typically, the races are at noon. You are there early in the morning, and you did spend a good part of the time um, on the previous day at the track. So... It takes a lot, you know, mentally and physically for these crew athletes to gear up for uh, um, a rain-delayed race or uh, a Monday race. And with that being said, um, let's dive into episode uh, in February we had. February 27th, Chad Averitt was a guest, and we had another guest at the track as well in Lisa Ray. And she received her first experience, and I feel like this was one of our memorable moments, not only at the racetrack, but on crew call with Chad Averitt and having Lisa Ray at the track as well. Welcome to my hometown. Is this Atlanta, your hometown? Atlanta Motor Speedway. Cool. We'll get a win for you. bro. I like that. Yeah, yeah. And Kukol's back on. Nice. These are the stars of Kukol, right? Season two. Oh, yeah. Those are my clutch coffee performance right there. Well, uh, like yeah. right over yeah. Who's winning that? Okay, I have the pleasure of schooling Miss Lisa Ray. We're going to make you a NASCAR fan here I'm yet. I'm
1: already a NASCAR fan. You just educated
0: you more in a deeper way now. New NASCAR fan. Me. New NASCAR fan. We're going to see. NASCAR, yeah. Hey, we got a pit stop on the side. You ready to watch it? I am so ready to watch it. All right, <laughs> tune in. Lisa Ray's pit stop. At Atlanta Motor Speedway, Chad. They didn't show your video on I, there, but
3: I was just gonna bring that up. I mean, I got to meet Miss Lisa Ray and everything, and I I didn't see that on there at all.
0: She came up to pit roll. What did Miss Lisa Ray say to you when
3: she came up to your pit box? Well, I mean, she did her normal like "Hello, how are you?" But then she informed me that white was her favorite color, so I had to show her all the white parts of my fire seat and make sure she liked them. No, she did. She was very impressed, and that was a funny story. How
0: um, Lisa Ray got to the track she wasn't even aware that she was coming to the racetrack. She thought she was going to the gym. And um, her friend who brought her to the track, you know, she was planning to wait in the car. And I'm like, no way we can have uh, Miss Lisa Ray wait in the car. NASCAR um, hooked her up with um, hot passes and credentials. And she became a race fan that day, you know, and the impact that she that um, you guys made on her walking down Pit Road. I mean, it opened up her eyes, and you can just tell. You know, when you see a new race fan, you see that twinkling eyes. Oh, yeah. She had that.
3: <laughs> she did. She looked very nice to go to the gym. Well,
0: you know, <laughs> I might have been fanboying on you, but I'm definitely a Lisa Ray groupie. So, uh, you know, that was a highlight of my trip. But um, when were we working
3: together? Uh, a couple were, years ago. It was just a couple of years? Well, yeah, seems starting like forever. Starting in 2012 till you decided to retire.
0: Are you the oldest? Uh, are you the most polished, the most seasoned crew member on your team?
3: <laughs> I'd love to say no, but yes.
0: Okay, so with that being said, is there any pressure for you to um be a leader for your team?
3: Um, I don't I mean, I guess it there's a little bit of pressure. I I don't technically see it as pressure. It's more of the ability to help mold or show the younger people coming into sport a little bit of work ethic, like mm-hmm. professionalism, stuff like that. Um but yeah, I mean I guess you could call it pressure.
0: Yeah, really. So how do you how do you respond to it? How do you prepare um for that each week?
3: Um well, it's not that I have to prepare for it every mm-hmm. week. I think I'm I just make sure what I'm doing at any moment is is what you would want to see. You okay. know, like a younger individual, you want to teach them how to do things right or like you don't want them to learn the hard way. You mm-hmm. want you want to help them out so they know that that's just the right way to do it the first time instead of trying to find shortcuts for anything else. Yeah,
0: but I'm sure there's a balance behind that because I feel like you're so confident in what you do and doing what you do that you can teach anybody what you want and you can guide them down the right path on how to act, but can you really teach somebody to do something exactly the way you do it?
3: No, I don't think so. I, I think they're always going to find their way, but mm-hmm. you teach them the balance between doing it correctly and then having a little fun while... Like, this is a sport. We're supposed to enjoy it, regardless of the pressure, which we're all under, no matter... Because we're, we're there to compete. Yeah, Everything's based on how well we do something. So, uh, I mean, you just try to make sure they're doing well and having a good time and, and not stepping on anybody's toes or sponsors or <laughs> making sure they do it the right way. Because at the end of the day, the, the sponsors are what's most important and you got to make them happy.
0: Do you have an apprentice, somebody that you kind of take under your wing over there at Hendrick Motorsports?
3: I mean, I don't have one specific. I feel like throughout the years of me being there, uh, we've seen people come and go, like we have in any other team. And you try to somebody you see that has potential or is struggling in a in a certain area that you know you can help. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of when you just step up and and try to point them in the right direction.
0: That's a great point that you made. And uh, being that you are a veteran of of the of the sport and of that team. Pit crew is not the only thing that you focus on, which brings me into our um, money lion mm. financial crew chief segment of our show. And basically, I wanted to uh, pick your brain a little bit on mm. what these younger crew members could be doing while they're pinning cars, but also preparing for life after pit stops. You understand what I'm saying?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So
0: if I'm if I correct me if I'm wrong, you um, owned Swell Board Shop at the time. This was a business that you were co-owned or that you started. Is that yeah, correct?
3: Yeah, uh, me and my business partner, we started it um, back in 2014. Um, and we recently closed it last year. But yeah, I, I dabbled in the retail business. It's, it's a tough business to be in. <laughs> um, I learned a lot. We had a lot of fun. Um, you say you dabbled
0: yeah. in the retail business. What made you decide to get... All right, so let's go off the timeline. You're a tire changer first, correct? Or how does that go? You're a tire changer yeah. first. And when yes. did the business idea come into your mind?
3: so uh, i mean i I grew up, my parents owned um a business, mm-hmm. and my grandfather owned a business, so I've kind of come from that background of always having that that side hustle, I guess I should say um, so when I met my business partner here in North Carolina, and we found out we grew up not maybe two hours from each other, so we're both from Southern California, and we've always loved to do every all of the sports you see from surfing to motocross to yeah. all the things you do in Southern California and then still go snowboarding. Cause you could basically surf and snowboard the same day if you wanted to. Um, so we kind of dabbled in, are we kind of thought about doing the retail thing of mm-hmm. opening like a surf shop and bringing it to the lake atmospheres? Cause we have a huge Lake here and there's tons of water sports on it. So um, it was kind of just an idea we were throwing around. And when the location we decided to use came about, we heard about it. It was going to be lake access, mm-hmm. waterfront, um, and the ideas just started rolling. So we we seeked out the, uh, the landlord at the time or the, the company who was leasing out the property and just started talking. And, mm-hmm. and through that, we kind of winged it and and started a business like <laughs> and fortunately, we had some friends in the industry that helped vouch for us to get some of our big accounts that are tough to get, um, Mm -hmm. the big name brands, because it's it's hard to get your foot in the door as a brand-new business with no clout. Um, And fortunately, we were able to do that and and build it from nothing and had some fun while doing it.
0: Well, you say that you built the business from nothing and you were changing tires at the time. Could you talk about any of our positive or negative experiences you might have had trying to juggle those two occupations? I mean, running a business full-time is... No easy venture for anybody, as well as you were competing at the highest level as a tire changer at the exact same time. There had to have been some type of frustration, some Always. type of
3: stress going on. Could you just give us a little insight to that? Yeah, I mean, there's stresses in both of them, and you have to learn how to separate them, mm. obviously, um, which I felt like I did a decent job at. You know, nobody's perfect, <laughs> but I feel like I was able to separate the stresses and kind of leave the business in North Carolina when I had to travel and, and focus on mm-hmm. racing at that time. And then Monday morning, it was right back to figuring out both. Really?
0: So I got it's, it's safe to say that uh, your cash card, your moneyline cash card, was um, always full.
3: Yeah. I, <laughs> I would have rather, I think, given it to MoneyLion and just let them invest it for me.
0: <laughs> well, Chad, you know, I, I talk to um, and I work around a lot of younger athletes and younger aspiring pit crew members who want to obtain the success that you've had in your career. So, I mean, we cannot emphasize how important it is for these younger crew members to think about the future, you know, granted, um, you can perform at a high level in this sport for over 10 years, you know, and that average is a lot better than let's say your NFL athletes, but at the same time, all that does is give you more time to procrastinate that process. True. So, Very true. you know, if, um, while we close, just. Anything that you can give a younger athlete a younger pit crew member uh something that he wouldn't think to ask you
3: um I mean in reality, just do your research if if it's something i if you want to start something, make sure you're super passionate about it because it's a twenty four seven job like mm-hmm. it never goes away. No matter how hard you want it to, a business of your own doesn't go away. You're completely responsible for every end of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great advice. And uh, all you young cats who are looking out there, you young females, you young male, future pick crew all-stars, you know, heed the advice of Mr. Chad Averitt. He's one of the best out there and um, has success on both ends of the spectrum, you know, owning his own business and performing as a tire changer. And we're going to talk about that tire changer when we come back. So sit tight, stay by your phones. We'll be back. Clutch Coffee Bar in Mooresville, North Carolina is redefining the drive-thru coffee game in Race City, USA. The Clutch experience is fast, friendly, and delicious. Quality drinks and unmatched customer service is the name of the game. Clutch Coffee Bar offers signature lattes and mochas, custom flavor-infused energy drinks, smoothies, and more. Over 25 flavors, there's something for everyone. Visit our two locations in Mooresville, 356 Williamson Road and 154 West Plaza Drive. Open daily from 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. Power up today with Clutch Coffee Bar.
4: For more than 80 years, Detroit Diesel has been the legendary driving force powering many of the best-known trucks on the road. Through our state-of-the-art Detroit technologies in components and safety systems, we've earned our customers' trust as a reliable business partner dedicated to improving their bottom line. It's no wonder they continue to depend on Detroit to keep them safe and efficient on the road. When you demand it all, demand Detroit.
2: Hi, folks. Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics. Joey Logano to the lead on the back straightaway. Racing Electronics' has scanners and headphones, we can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. You want the pictures, baby, yeah. And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN.
0: We're back. Did I mention it's hump day? And being that it's hump day, I want to keep it moving right along on this hump. And we're going to bring our next guest. Well, we're going to talk about our next guest that happened. Um, he appeared back in March, March 20th, Michael Morneau from stewart Hoss Racing. He is a tire carrier, the Beast Mode Tire Carrier for number four, Kevin Harvick. And we had a very detailed and very great conversation on the different types of ways or the different strategies to make adjustments on a race car during a race. Get in School, presented by The Goddard School. The best childhood preparation in social and academic success. Visit GoddardSchool.com for more information. The Goddard School, learning for fun, learning for life. I love this section right here because I get to teach. You know, I hated class, but I love to teach. And what I'm going to teach you guys today, with your help, Shrek, (laughs) is the right rear adjustments. And why are we going to teach the right rear adjustments? Because... Let's just, all right, bear with me when we get into this. You know, of course, we've had the package, the rule package change, and they're trying to get uh, the cars closer together. They want the racing better. I don't care. Right? I I could care less about that. You know, my focus on pit stops, it's always been on pit stops, but with this package and these adjustments to try to get these cars to race better, there's a lot that needs to be figured out, and a lot of that is done during a racetrack. So when you're trying to do uh, an adjustment during a race, during a pit stop, what does that do to the pit stop, Shrek?
4: Well, some teams <laughs> it slows them down, but uh,
0: my my goal is for it not to slow me down. And, and that's where you make the money, you know. That's why you're the big time money maker, fifteen year veteran that you are. But, anyways let's let's break this down to the the four different ways that you can make right rear adjustments. Okay, and um we have a video company with this. Bear with me, I'm going to try my best to explain this to you, and if you want to see the video, make sure that you go to MRN.com or the uh, Motor Racing Network fan page on Facebook and you can view this podcast and see these videos that I'm talking about. But other than that, right rear adjustments, there are four different styles to make a right rear adjustment that I have seen in Fontana. And as we start the video, the first way, it's presented by the number 12 car and weighed more as a tire carrier. Big tire carrier, as you see, he approaches the car from the front. We call that beast mode tire carrier where he drops off the right front, proceeds to the right rear, makes the adjustment on the right rear, but his wrench is already on the deck lid because the tire changer brought his wrench out. Therefore, he indexes the tire, grabs the wrench off the deck lid, makes the adjustment. That is way number one. The second way is the carrier sets the wrench, and index the tires first. first. This is demonstrated by Justin Edgell in the number 17 car that is coming. He jumps from the rear of the car as the car approaches pit road. He, he approaches the car from the rear, sets his wrench on his own, indexes the tires first, then go back, goes back and makes the adjustment. That is way number two in how to effectively make an adjustment on a four-tire stop. Coming up next, the third variation of the uh, adjustment stop, the carrier sets the wrench makes the adjustment first but he comes from the rear and this is our guy this is our big time ball player our beast mode tire carrier shrek notice what he does here as he approaches the rear he inserts the wrench does not take his tire hand off the tire and makes the adjustment with one hand tosses the wrench indexes the tire nobody else can do it like that nobody else is doing it like that and i believe that is a difference maker in that team alone and keep in mind all of these different styles are player dependent which brings me to the fourth um, variation and this is i call it the mouth he mouthed it if you notice right here the front tire carrier he comes with the beast mode position dropping the tires off from the front goes to the rear indexes the tire the wrench comes out of his mouth he carried the wrench in his mouth the entire time as you see right here look comes around the wrench is in his mouth tire comes off I slow-moed it for you, too, so you can get a good picture. There. Bam! Indexes the tire, mouthed it out of his mouth, sets the wrench, makes the adjustment. That is the fourth variation. Now, neither one is right or wrong, but it, it is safe to say that guys are finding different ways to be effective, making adjustments because they're important. Wouldn't you agree?
4: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have to, adjust. You have to be able to adjust on the car and do fast pit stops. So each team is a little bit different um, on their personnel. So you got to do what's best for your personnel. Look, what's best on your personnel?
0: Okay, first of all, if I, you know, you know, my side time hustle is I'm a recruiter for NASCAR Drive for Diversity. So when I'm recruiting tire carriers, especially the fact that we have five crew members instead of six, there's a lot of load on that tire carrier and that Jackman now. Right. Yes. So with that being said, I'm looking for taller tire carriers. I'm looking for tire carriers. Not only are they are they athletically inclined and they have a a very uh, low center of gravity, great footwork, but their wingspan and their height is a great advantage to that. Wouldn't you agree?
4: Yeah, I would. I would say that, you know, being 6'3 does help, you Mm -hmm. know, adjustments in the car for sure.
0: What about 3'10"? How does that help you?
4: Oh, that helps. I mean, <laughs> Explain you know, that. Explain yeah, so you know when I, when you outweigh the tire by as much as I do, <laughs> you it really don't, it don't stand much chance. You know, <laughs> you
0: move that thing around like a little baby. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I treated my tires like my baby. You yeah. know, I, I cleaned them up. I got yeah. them all dressed with tape, You know, mm-hmm. you, you gotta you gotta treat those tires very important. But you did enlighten me um, to a little bit a little tidbit to your success. What makes you so su- successful in the way that you do it? And why would another tire carrier have um, a bit of a harder time pulling well, off it? Like I told you dog? earlier,
4: I'm left-hand dominant. Mm-hmm. So that wedge wrench is in my left hand. Yes. Just um, stick it in the hole and turn it with my dominant hand. It,
0: it, <laughs> it's funny that you say that because it, it shows on that 24 stop, the mouthed stop. When he, mouth, when he mouthed it yep. and as he set the wrench, well, what happened with the car when the jackman? It drops. Right. Mm-hmm. And as the car drops and you're trying to set a wrench, you know better than anybody.
4: You're going to miss. It's
0: <laughs> now, maybe nine times out of ten, you know, maybe that one time you right. won't miss. Right. But most of the time you will miss. So being securing that wrench yeah. early is, is very important. Would you agree?
4: Yeah, and that's, that's another reason that we do it the way we do it mm-hmm. is I'm comfortable with, you know, the car's already up usually or coming up to my wrench when I index it in the car. Um, and then, you know, the rest is just, I've been doing it a while. So let's break this down
0: for, like I said, for all of our, um, aspiring all-star crew members who are listening, Shrek has the ability to do adjustment stops better than anybody in the world. Is that right? Is that what you said?
4: That's what I try to do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I
0: thought that's what yeah. you said. <laughs> no, no, no. I can't say that, but I try. Yes, you're, absolutely.
4: You're not the best in the world. No, not the best in the world. I try. Though. Not even a little bit. No, I try. I'm a humble guy. I'm a humble guy. <sighs> Karma. Karma is
1: bad.
0: But so you we have, stay humble. You have forty five wins. Yeah. Well that's all right. Is it or is it fifty five? And you're still humble. Yeah. Anyways. You gotta stay humble. It's killing me, man. Your humbleness is killing me. <laughs> 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 Anyways, man. Um Thank you so much for elaborating and exposing your secret to the world. Now, everyone is going to try to be left-handed dominant. Every tire carrier out there. <laughs> the good thing is, is,
4: most of them don't know that until today. It's, so, there's it, only 40 of us, right? <laughs> so, you know.
0: they can try it all they want. That's right. That's but right. Un- unless you're six foot three, 300 pounds, it will not work, right? That's right. Hey, we'll be right back with more. We've got our clutch performers coming up, we've got rankings coming out, and a lot of information. Stay tuned
2: your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to Hercules slash MRN Simply register and each month we'll give away one set of tires Hercules tires has the value, selection and industry leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go no matter where the road takes you Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN Hercules tires, ride on our street
1: Did you know that banks collected over $15 billion in unnecessary bank fees last year? Come on, enough is enough. It's time we took back control of our finances. That's why Moneyline is proud to bring you the financial crew chief and to be a NASCAR sponsor. Look, no one knows more about hard work and pursuing their dreams than NASCAR fans, drivers, and teams. So we want to bring you the kind of banking that the big banks would never build with features like zero-fee checking and zero-fee investment accounts. And because life is also meant for a join, with Money Lion, NASCAR fans get even more. We're giving away 1,500 NASCAR tickets to our members this year. Plus, you can get 5% cash back on NASCAR tickets, at track purchases, and all purchases at NASCAR.com. Learn more at MoneyLion.com or download our app. This is America's most powerful financial membership. Money Lion, here we roar.
0: Maureen Crew Call presented by Money Lion. Thanks for coming back. My favorite part of the show is on right now. We are on our Clutch Performers of the Week. Before we get into that, though, I want to talk about Martin Truex and the number 19 team. This team right now, I mean, you got to think about the journey that they've had. They moved from Denver. They've merged with Joe Gibbs. Cole Pern is adjusting with his, um, his new roles in the shop. Not on the island anymore. At the same time, there have been some few changes to that crew as well. When they were the 78 team, that team consisted of Eric Groen the, on the jack, Josh Leslie as the front changer, Lee Cunningham on the rear changer, Joshua Shiplet as the tire carrier, and Brian Deal on, that, um, on the fuel. Since then... The current number 19 team consists of David O'Dell on a jack, Clay Robertson as a tire changer, Lee Cunningham as the other tire changer, Eric Groen as a tire carrier, and Kenneth Purcell um, on the fuel. Prior to that, Clay Robertson was on the Suarez team, and you had uh, Kenneth Purcell on the Suarez team. So the only mainstays from that current Truex team is Eric Groen and Lee Cunningham. And I believe those are clutch performers as well. There's a lot of turnover in our sport, you know, especially on the higher level teams, you know, the performance and the the you have to be very meticulous in what you do. And the margin for error is so small, these teams are running tenths of a second apart from each other. So therefore, the turnover rate is pretty high. So for those two individuals to remain on that team throughout the trials and tribulations, that you know, the ups and downs that you go through as crew members says a lot to their mindset their work ethic and also their personality as well so with that being said we've highlighted all the positions um over the past uh, few weeks um in regards to the best of the best the best to ever do it the best out there tire changer jack man, carrier and fueler at the same time we're not finished yet i am going to present the honorable mentions the ones who are just as good, just don't have that experience, just don't have those wins there as far as our Clutch Performance Award today on this hump day. And those are, if you can see, we have Jared S. Palmer, Erst Palmer, I'm sorry, Jared Urs Palmer from the number nine. We have Telvin McClurkin from the number 38. Delvin Rico from the number 88. Rafael Diaz from the number six. Eric Ludwig from the number 24. John Willard. For the number 34, Ryan Flores for the number 12 and Ken Posega for the number one. Congratulations, guys. You are the honorable mentions. You are the up and coming uh, crew members to make it on the official list. And those guys are one to watch. And believe you me, when you're on the when you're on the honorable mention list and you don't make the, the regular list, for a guy like myself, I mean, that made me hungry. That was the fuel to my fire. To make sure I did everything that I need to do statistically, physically, mentally to impress my not only my teams but my peers to get on those awards. So I look to see those honorable mentions breaking into the uh, top 10 You know, very soon if they keep on the same track that they're doing right now. Long story short, we're coming to the end of our show. I did want to um, highlight the power rankings as well because the power rankings for the drivers differ and the power rankings that we have for crew members. And we'll elaborate that a little bit more a, um, on a future show. But at the same time, you have Boyer in 10th, Blaney in 9th, Kyle Busch in 8th, Denny Hamlin in 7th, Keselowski in 6th, Chase Elliott is in the middle at 5th, Kevin Harvick is 4th, Martin Truex Jr. is 3rd, Joey Logano is 2nd, and Kyle Busch, he is 1st on the list on the, in the power rankings. This goes for pit crew as well. Although we don't use the same format, Format for the drivers, drivers power rankings. We have our own power rankings. And all of the times that the pit crew members are accumulating on and off pit road, they are gathered by a central um, entity known as the Infinity, the Infinity System. And let me just read off the top 10 pit crews to year to date. You know, excluding all super speedway tracks, you have the number 18. Of course, no surprise there. Leading the way, you have the number nine in second, the number four in third, the number eighty-eight in fourth, the number fourteen in fifth, the number three of Austin Dillon in sixth. You have the number ten car in seventh. You have the number two pit crew of Brad Kazalowski in eighth. You have the number twenty in ninth, and you have the number twenty-two, our recent champs, and Joey Logano. Um, in the top 10 so we'll, we'll take another episode to really dot, um, delve down into those stats and where did they get those numbers from and at the same time we appreciate you joining us on MRN Crew Call presented by Moneyline we have so much information um, coming up so many wonderful guests we are excited about the guests and all that, um, the information we were able to divulge thus far and we look forward to seeing you back on our next episode on MRN Crew Call